0: Today on CityCast Denver. In 1923, the Black Hills of South Dakota were a pristine wilderness, sacred to the indigenous people in the area and not making anyone any money. The state historian Doan Robinson decided to change that. What if we took one of those giant mounds of granite, he said, and make it into something profitable, a tourist destination that could attract people from all over the country. He hired a sculptor who took one look at the granite and said, America will march across that skyline. That sculptor's carvings of four old white guys have towered over the Black Hills ever since, offering industrious South Dakotans a golden opportunity to sell t-shirts and commemorative tchotchkes to carloads of happy tourists. So today me and Bree and a special guest are taking a look at Denver and asking, whose faces should march across our skyline? Who? would be on Denver's Mount Rushmore. And just like America, this episode has some explicit moments. Today is Friday, August 19th, 2022. I'm Paul Caroli, and this is CityCast Denver. Welcome back to CityCast, Denver's show about the capital of the state with the worst cocaine problem in the country. <laughs> Do you know that, Ben?
1: I didn't. Now you know. No, I did not know that we had access to extracurricular activities like that, that yeah. strongly. Or, yeah. Yeah, that, that's well, the connection.
0: It's true. Although I, I saw that on the, the subreddit the other day and someone commented, they were like, yeah, it's weird how this uh, survey shows that all the states with the... Uh, Lenient drug laws have people responding that they do drugs.
2: (laughs) So maybe it's a reporting issue. Yeah. Like who's reporting I'm doing cocaine today.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: I mean like to be 100, I think like, you know, we need to go ahead and like decriminalize all drugs Yeah. uh, to the amount of obviously for personal use because you're criminalizing people who have drug problems.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I feel you. That's another
1: podcast though.
0: No, no. I mean, I love it. I love it. We're coming out with fire here, Ben. Let me introduce you so we can put a name on that take. We have a special guest today. You may remember his voice from our Denver accent episode. He's an e, artist, bud. He's an events producer. He's a political operative.
1: Uh, <laughs> man, I got a lot of different things underneath my belt, man. You know, uh, I'll say activist, organizer, MC, poet. I am now a new Denver commissioner uh, for the Denver Arts and Venues Board. You know, cultural affairs. Oh yeah! Uh, I've been a city council Aid. uh, aide. I worked at the DMV in, in Five Points.
0: You know the city.
1: Yeah, man. You know
0: Ben Chavez. Welcome to the show.
1: What's cracking, everybody?
0: <laughs> We're so happy you're here.
1: Hey, man. I'm happy to be here. You know.
0: Well, let's dig into it. It's Friday. We're talking about the news. We're in the Lindy Zimmer studio. Bree is obviously here, of course, as well. Hello. I thought we'd do something a little bit different to start the show. Instead of just diving into a big story, we're going to get to something fun later. But I thought I just want to throw some headlines from the week at you, stuff we haven't talked about yet this week. Um, mm-hmm. these are like interesting interesting stories. I want to hear what you two have to say. Okay. Um, so first up, this week Congress passed a major piece of climate legislation, hundreds of millions of dollars in energy investments that are supposed to cut greenhouse gas emissions by nearly 40% by 2050. Um, and surprisingly, the guy who they say is responsible for brokering the deal is our senator, former Denver mayor, the man they call Frackenlooper. John Hickenlooper. What do you think? Chicken Pooper? <laughs> <laughs> I think he called himself Poopin Scooper at one point when he was running for president. That was my the favorite one.
1: Man, you know?
2: I called him the man that brought the banjo to the gentrification party. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Wow. So nah. he, did, he did this climate deal. That's cool, though, right? I mean, but then you got to go ahead and like look at that bill. You know what I mean? Like, you saying. know what I mean? To, like, it, the, it, it's lost the in, the in the details. The devil's in yeah. the details, friends. Like, you know, I want to see the fiscal note. I want to go ahead and know. There's, there's tons because the thing is, is like, you're thinking, oh, yeah, you know, sun panels and eh. I'm like, the fuck out of here, man. I'm like, I'm oh, sorry about that, folks. <laughs> <You're fine>. um, <laughs> It's it's the devil's in the details, man. And and the thing is is like you're you're definitely people get excited, you know what I mean, like oh, windmills and that and this and that, you know, but like you got to make sure that there's um concrete change. And I always tell people that you're not going to see any the climate change or any effect in climate if you don't go If you, if you keep uh, looking, focusing on the consumer side of things, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, you, that's not like me putting a plastic bottle in like, you know, the recycling bin and all that. Yeah, it may help. And honestly, I don't think it does at all. I'm just going to be completely transparent.
0: Okay. Next up, Aurora's new conservative majority city council this week discussed a new proposal to spend public dollars on an advertising campaign encouraging the people of Aurora to not give money to panhandlers and instead give money to organizations that support people experiencing homelessness. Bree, you want to start on that one?
2: I this is why people don't like the government.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> what are they doing? You know how much money it costs to put up a billboard? This isn't cheap. Mm-hmm. So why are they not putting that money towards housing, towards transitional housing towards services? towards just actually helping people with what they need, getting their bills paid, whatever that looks like. Like, come on, Aurora. It's embarrassing enough that your mayor cosplayed as a homeless person that you then went on Mm. to pass a camping ban after you've watched Denver squirm for 12 years with this horrible policy that has done nothing but harm our citizens and our city. And you guys are going to take it one step further by advertising how stupid you are? Give me a break.
1: Bennett,
0: anything to add there?
1: Yeah, I mean, totally. Like, you're looking at people spending money on an advertisement campaign that could be getting uh, our unhoused neighbors direct services. Maybe we don't need to hand money to folks at stoplights if we were utilizing dollars properly to get people access to resources. You know? It's pretty simple. And and it's quite simple.
2: I also just want to say, I know there are progressive folks on the council in Aurora. It mm-hmm. is not the entire body and I know that they are doing as much work as they can to fight policies like this, but Kaufman is mayor. What are you going to do? Mm-hmm. Ugh.
0: What are you
1: what are you going to do? What are you going to uh. do?
0: All right, next up. Uh e-bikes continue to be the talk of the town. Oh Everyone I know. <laughs> OMG. <laughs> yeah, have
1: you ridden one? No, but my wife just got one out there, but <laughs> <laughs> um, you know what? A, what about e-bikes? You know what I mean. Like, I honestly completely gonna be one hundred. Like, I don't know about the the rebate program. So, uh, I think you get a couple hundred bucks or a stipend kind of thing if you're gonna go get one.
2: Would you trade a your car a couple of days a week for an e-bike? <clears throat>
1: <laughs> completely no. <laughs> Again, on the consumer side of climate, like, advocating, you know, my, I gotta, I got yo, I gotta, this is a load of questions. All right, praise the Lord. Um, (laughs) You know, so my, my take on this with e-bikes and bike lanes and like all of these different things, like, um, No one in my ears have talked about it coming from a person of colors lens Mm. and access. So therefore, like I don't wanna hear it until you start Talking about bike access programs and getting communities of color bikes, and you start talking about uh, our our neighbors that are transitioning from prison to community and getting them bike access and them access to RTD lines and them access to uh, bike lanes. I don't want to hear about it. And the thing is, is that you well, know, Ben, I
0: got I got to stop you here I, because the climate office that put out these rebates, they did uh, they did okay, give more money cool. to people who have who are qualified. Good. Like for some low-income status. The,
1: and, and, and like, you know, God bless. You know what I mean? Like, I'm glad to hear that there's an effort. But the situation is, is that I look at bike lanes like 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 Christopher Columbus passed to gentrifying people's neighborhoods. Mm. You're like, oh, look, dear. There's the new Navarria. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> and then we can go get an Elote. The thing is, is that you're dealing with like, when you start looking at a city like Denver, it's not Chicago. It's not New York. You know, those cities were built with public transit interwoven into the fabric, and what we're trying to do is we're trying to walk it back. You cannot walk it back, all right? Because you have single-family dwelling units, you have like huge city-like blocks. Like it's not walkable. You know what I mean, you go to New York, I clock three thirty miles in three days, and the reason why is because I can get on the public transit, I can get off the public transit, I can go to the bodega, I can go to like everything's bam, 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 bam. So you, you think it's just
0: a lost cause here?
1: I mean, I think it's. It, I mean, we're going for denser, denser development. Everybody's trying to build up. You know what I mean? Like you're starting to see it. There's the River Mile project. Like you know, there's the Sun Valley. You know, like uh, project with Denver Housing Authority. You know, it's trying to get denser. You know, I mean, we're trying to get next to public ha- uh, public transit and hubs of transportation. But it's 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 gonna. It's hard be, to you know, retrofit. It's gonna be. The city. It's hard to retrofit a city. Like yeah, it's not
2: impossible. I don't think, but it takes a. It takes a lot.
1: I'm gonna say it's gonna take at least fifty years to like yeah. hundred years to go ahead and build that. So, well, the good news
0: is yeah. by that time we'll have forty percent less uh, emissions thanks to this new climate bill, right? And forty percent, and then we just Ooh. won't, and then we just won't be here.
1: You know? Like, yep. All right, that's enough of that. All right, all
0: right. We're gonna take a short break and then we're gonna come back for a little game, I guess. Yeah. A game,
1: games. I like to play games.
2: Best part is, Pine Melon offers same-day delivery to Denver and soon Boulder within a two-hour window. No subscription necessary. Save time in your busy schedule and get fresh and healthy groceries delivered right to your door. Join the movement and support local today. Use promo code CityCastDenver for seventy-five dollars off your first delivery at PineMelon.com. That's PineMelon.com.
0: I really think about how to introduce this.
2: The game that you just created?
0: It's like... um, We've been
2: kicking around this idea of creating a Denver's version of Mount Rushmore. Mm -hmm. Like, who represents the city of Denver, past, present, and future? And so we each have four folks that we would like to put up for debate. Mm -hmm. And then we're going to decide who would be the four people on Denver's version of Mount Rushmore.
0: Mm-hmm. Wow. just carve
2: up the flat irons or continue to. I think kidding. that's a
0: perfect place to start talking about it because where to put it, I think dictated how I thought about my picks.
2: Oh, okay. I didn't think about it till literally oh, just really? now. Okay.
0: Cause I don't think it could be in the city. Cause you know, Mount Rushmore, the real Mount Rushmore is in some rural area, right? Yeah. You
1: know, that's just taking indigenous people's lands and put white people's faces on it. I know. that's. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, that's another conversation we're going to have to have here is, how the old white guy problem with the original Mount Rushmore and how yes. many old white guys and were how it put came on. to be and uh-huh. Yeah. Sorry.
2: No, that's <laughs> that's a big problem with it.
0: Well, what do you think? I mean, when you were thinking about this, Ben, how did did your list did you have too many old white guys? Did you start to feel overwhelmed by them? No,
1: not at all. You know what I mean? Like I had like a serious version and a fun version, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like, you know, like and one thing is also like as a man. Like, I am definitely trying to be aware of not trying to like only have men on this Mount Rushmore, but like I was really like racking my brain. I'm like, who? Who are we gonna put up there? You know what I mean? And like it's I was, hard. I like and then I was like, all right, cool, like Cleo Parker Robinson, right? know, <laughs> like, you know, the Queen of the Dance, mm-hmm. you know? And then I was gonna say, All right, cool, Bra- Bruce Randolph, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like oh, and then Daddy then, Bruce. Daddy yeah. Bruce. And then Corky Gonzalez. You yep. know what I mean? And uh I couldn't come up with a fourth, you know what I mean? But like my fun one was Blinky the Clown.
2: He was also on my list of uh, fun
1: ones. Robot Mike. <gasps> From the 16th Street Mall. Uh, uh, Dylan Doug. Dylan. Who's Dylan Doug? Dylan I Doug? I don't know that name. Okay,
2: he's our local car dealership guy. I may or may not have known someone who may or may not have sold cocaine to him.
0: And then Jake Jabs.
2: And then Jake Jabs.
0: Jake Jabs. You know, I did American him Furniture once.
2: Warehouse. You did?
0: I did, yeah. Talked to him on the phone. How was that? Uh, he's a, he's a, he was an old man. That's all. That's all. <laughs> I, there's, he didn't really have much personality. He told the same stories he's told everyone a million times. And, uh... I had to listen to him that time.
1: I don't know. I like my fun one. It's pretty good. Man. You had
0: another
2: one, though, when we were talking off the cuff uh, before this, been Yesterday, you said... Uh, and Nuggets player that you.
1: Oh, Dikembe Montumbo. You know what I mean? Like, yeah.
0: Why Dikembe over all the other Nuggets players? Because
1: Dikembe is my favorite, man. I met him when I was a kid at Big Mac. like. At, at Big Mac. Like, he, like, I, I rolled up on him when he was in his Jeep Wrangler and he was, like, sitting in the back seat. I'm he sorry. had to, like, because he's so tall, like, he had to remove his front seat. <laughs> So he was driving his car from his back seat, and he like, he signed, like signed my basketball. And like, I always like that, like era of the Nuggets because it was like during my childhood. But then it was like also the maroon and navy blue, like era of the Nuggets. You know what I mean? So, yeah.
0: Hmm.
2: Like, you I, mentioned I, Big Mac too, for folks that don't know, that's McNichols, McNichols Arena. arena. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Long demolished prior to Ball I, Arena. We so, had Big Mac.
1: did you know that they cut it in half and they buried it? What? McNichols Arena? I know, never mind. Sorry, I got that wrong. That was the other st- So,
2: was it the, the Bears stadium? It was stadium? the Mile
1: High Stadium. Oh, the Mile so High. So that they cut they cut they they buried it. So like anything that's 50 per, fit at the 50-yard line in north uh will not be developed because it's buried. Like and anything <laughs> I don't understand. What do you mean buried? the old stadium they dug up the ground and put it in there it's like cut in half and buried like so anything that's like at the 50 yard line and south can be like developed but anything north like and you can fact check that because there's an
0: old half stadium under the ground ground. yeah yep so okay that's crazy (laughs) i didn't know that i think
2: we've got an under we've we're getting a theme here of underground denver (laughs) yeah uh, because yeah. Paul was wondering about the underground tunnels at Cherry Creek mm-hmm. or what I,
1: about the underground tunnels here in the uh, in the Capitol oh, yeah. I and have
2: heard
0: city
1: about the county building Have yeah. you seen those
2: Ben? Maybe may or may not
1: Hey man you,
0: what you don't know <laughs> sure. I don't know okay
1: I may or may have not wandered into the basement on a break <laughs> <laughs> you know?
0: um Bree, you want to go next who's on your uh Denver Mount Rushmore
2: uh okay. Philip Bailey, singer, songwriter, percussionist with Earth, Wind & Fire, grew up in Denver, went to East High School, mm, went East to Angels. Metro, went to DRCU. He's won seven Grammys. That's, That's a lot of Grammys. pretty amazing. And I mean, Earth, Wind & Fire is one of my favorite bands of all time. Um, they just have this like energy that no other band I've ever seen live have. And I think uh, acknowledging our music history is important, and Philip Bailey's awesome. Uh, I also had Corky Gonzalez on my list, a political organizer, activist, huge in the crusade for justice. Um, one of the reasons that we talk about and acknowledge and work with the fact that we had a Chicano civil rights movement that still continues today. You may know him as a the name on a library, but he was an actual person here in Denver. It's an East Sider.
0: Um, Can we stop on Corky for a second? Because I have Corky Gonzalez too, and it seems like we might oh. have to have him up there. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Ben, I know you're organizing an event this weekend that I'm sure he would have attended if he was he was still around. Do you want to say more about Corky Gonzalez? Uh yeah, definitely. Um, you worked for Servicio de
2: la Raza, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I actually I, I had the honor and privilege of working at Servicio de la Raza, and uh, his son. Uh, you know, Rudy uh, is, is the executive director there. And I always call him Uncle Rudy because uh, he's he's just a funny guy. You know what I mean? Like, he's he's an amazing leader. And he's taught me a lot, you know, mm. about about the movement and about working in community. And it, it was just a privilege to work there. Like, one thing that I had, though, with a beef with D- Denver Public Library is that <laughs> I went, like, so I went to you know, the Corky Gonzalez library and I was all, do y'all have Corky's book? (laughs) They didn't have one copy of. It should like be on display. On Yo Soy Joaquin. You know what I mean? Like, so I was like, oh, y'all ain't got Yo Soy Joaquin up in there. (laughs) I was like, cool. So I had to go to Tatter Cover to get my copy of Yo Soy Joaquin. (laughs) But bringing that back, uh, you know, we're, we're looking at La Raza Park Day, Coming up on August 21st from uh, 1 p.m. to 5 p.m., uh, bring out your family, bring out your Awalita and uh, your lady and your Lowrider, man. You know, are your partner in your Lowrider. And uh, we're going to have Luchadors and we're going to have Bouncy Castles and uh, the Latin Soul Party is going to be there. You know, DJ Ricky O from KDKO oh. and all of his, uh, all of the team on Latin Soul Party and uh, uh, Grupo Tlaloc is going to do the bless us with a prayer and danzante and then also we're going to have curanderas there smudging people and uh, doing smoke medicine and giving people limpias so it's just a beautiful day to be brown it's a beautiful day to share our culture and have everybody come in Denver, that you know, that's not just Chicano, but it's a day for everyone to enjoy. And uh, food trucks. There, I heard there's going to be this dude. You know, what I mean, I won't say his name, the, the full name of his food uh, truck because I don't know if it needs to be edited. But Cholo, <laughs> can you say the a word here? Uh,
0: I think you should. Uh, yeah,
1: Cholo ass vegan. This this guy makes birria tacos out of hibiscus flowers. So
2: and you say they're legit.
1: I will give that. I am not a foodie. I'm just a fat kid. So, you know. <laughs> you will give is, it the... That is fat kid <laughs> approved.
0: Fat kid so, seal of approval. Yeah.
1: So, <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, man. And tons of vendors. So... I hope that, uh, oh, this year, what's cool is because this is the first year we're celebrating La Raza Park Day as La Raza Park instead of Columbus Park. A huge shout out to the community that's been working for over 50 years to make that happen and also Councilwoman Sandoval uh, for helping make that change. Uh, this is gonna be the first La Raza Park Day where it's, we're celebrating as that. So it's a big deal. And uh, yeah. Because
2: for folks that don't know, it was technically called Columbus Park. For decades, which I honestly didn't know. I only knew it as La Raza Park my whole life until I was older and noticed the sign. So changing it to what the community has called it was a big deal. Yeah. Um, I would like to just say I have uh I have two more people on my list, but one of them loops right into this conversation, uh Stella Cordova. Okay, matriarch like of chubbies. Okay. Oh look at you responsible definitely for the proliferation of green chili as a Denver
1: staple staple. that's huge that's a huge thing I mean mean, when we
2: talk about culture food is integral to culture and Stella was part of creating that as something that people know about Denver Um, props to
1: you Bree like yeah I
2: mean I was just thinking I was like who in the food world could we honor and like and uh so Chubby's is on 38th. If you're over at La Rasa Park, you can head over there later if you want. Mm-hmm. Um, it is still a happening place, day or night, to get a very spicy burrito. <laughs> one that generally messes up my stomach, but in the best <laughs> way. <laughs> you have to just be ready to handle it. But um, but also she's a staple of the north side in that aspect. Like that was Chubby's as the neighborhood changes, Chubby's is one of those things that Will exist to bring people back to the neighborhood no matter what's going
1: I'm on I'm just going to chime in and say that Chubby's is an annual event for me.
2: <laughs> As I got older, I'd say and I have to like really steal
1: myself. But to... I got a lot of homies and and homegirls that like they're steady at Chubby's. Like my homegirl Justine. <laughs>
2: yes, I was just thinking. I was like Sandivall, Justine Sandoval can probably Justine
1: Sandoval hang. is steady up at the Chubby's <laughs> and I don't know how she does it. Like... <laughs> but
0: she's a heat seeker sounds
1: like she's <laughs> got a led zeppelin tummy
0: <laughs> jealous i'm jealous i wish um, that was me
2: and my last person on my list mm-hmm. uh i felt we needed to have a hat tip in some way to the mining gilded age era of denver mm-hmm. so i chose molly brown mm-hmm. uh Ooh. survived the titanic uh philanthropist if you google her There is not a picture where she is smiling.
0: Okay.
2: Every picture of her looks like she's just like, is feminism here yet? Like, (laughs) I'm waiting on feminism. Someone, please, there's like always like men standing with her. Like, she survived the Titanic and she just looks like, get the fuck away from me. (laughs) And that's my favorite part about Molly Brown is I bet she was just like, take no shits, badass lady.
0: So what do you think about putting Molly Brown on uh, Denver's Mount Rushmore? Hey, man, that's cool. Like... I mean, we only have four spots here. I don't know if I agree with Molly Brown on there. She's cool and all, but I got some great people on my list.
1: Yeah, I I honestly, like, I think it's pretty hard, you know, to put people up there. So, all
0: right, well, Paul, okay. Um, I have to start with one that you also mentioned, Ben, and I think he's Mm -hmm. got a good shot. Also from the food world, although people mostly think about him for his philanthropy, Daddy Bruce Randolph. Let's talk Mm -hmm. about him a little bit more. I read up a little bit more about his story this morning. All I knew of him was that he organized these free Thanksgiving dinners every year.
2: Yeah, and I think he came to Denver when he was older. He was from the South. Mm -hmm. But one thing that he did was, it wasn't just organizing these Thanksgiving dinners. He created these whole meals for families to come and enjoy. Um, Just regardless of anything, status and economic status, just show up at Daddy Bruce's restaurant and he'll feed you. I think that's... Pretty incredible, yeah. Um,
0: Inspiring. Um, one little anecdote about him that I found that I really loved, and I like thinking about this is like a value of our city. Uh, he first found success cooking during Prohibition when he would empty bottles of Coca Cola and fill them with whiskey to sell with his barbecue. Wow, <laughs> yeah. not,
2: I mean, it's just crazy thinking about someone living through Prohibition and then, yeah, uh, you know that time, and then going on to do something that still resonates today. I mean. We have Bruce Randolph Street. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so I had Daddy Bruce. I had uh, Corky Gonzalez as well. I mean, for all the reasons we talked about, but also mustache. Should we, we, I think we might need to have a mustache. Mm-hmm. On Danvers, the... Mount Rushmore. Okay.
1: <laughs> I mean, it would be pretty awesome to see a mustache that
0: big. Better than not having one. <laughs> right? That's I for can't sure. grow a mustache. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Envious. <laughs> um, uh, the other two are... Um, Well, one is not really like, he's kind of prominent like from the time before Denver, like wouldn't consider himself a Denverite, Arapaho Chief Left Hand. This is a guy I did a lot of research on. Um, He led a band of Arapahos, Southern Arapahos Mm. around mid 19th century and then learned English and was like uh, one of the leaders of the, the peace camp. Uh, among the Arapaho and I mean, Cheyenne. I think
2: it's important to talk about the Denver before Denver was colonized. Yeah, that's
0: how I true. feel about it. He was a connector. He was like a bridge because he knew English. He could bring people together and facilitate conversation. I think that's really, I mean, I love that about Denver, the people who are different talking. to each other. Man, you
1: went all fifth grade like... <laughs> 50. report report card on paul's I mean, a history I guy mean, like, you know like <laughs> i was like yo man i'm in pop culture recently like, that's why it's a good like, mix you know, right like,
0: yeah uh um, um, who else last one Patch schroeder
2: i was gonna say we don't have any elected officials up there and pat schroeder was on my list
0: pat schroeder pretty cool lady first woman elected to congress from colorado i think a lot of people know her from that um I first encountered her legacy when I was researching and doing this big project on Rocky Flats. I learned that it was her who is responsible for converting these horrible old military installations, the Arsenal and Rocky Flats, of course, a nuclear weapons plant, into wildlife refuges. Mm. That was her that started that. So I think that whole like balancing the city and nature, that's like a nice part of, of Denver too that I would want represented.
1: Yeah. Three-eyed fish, bud. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> Rocky Flats. <laughs> well, what do we think here? I mean, we have some overlap. So those seem like shoe-ins to me.
2: I feel like Corky Gonzalez is a shoe-in.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. We all three of Punky. us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Easy. Daddy Bruce, two of us had. Yeah. That's definitely. like, that touches on some like food, the food yeah. world, entrepreneurship and business, philanthropy. Okay. hmm <sighs> I don't know. Now it gets tough.
2: I I
1: thought Stella was an amazing pick. I mean, I I really like this
2: north side representation Mm as well.
1: But not only that, it's just like when you start looking at like green chili and how it's regional to Colorado and New Mexico, like that's like, you know, when folks come here from other cities and other states, like I'm like... Uh, I hear them complain like, "There's no, there's no bagels, there's no pizza, there's no." I'm like, "Yo, I'm like, go back to New York, take yourself back to New York. Don't come here for that." I'm like, "Food is cultural, food is regional." You know what I mean, and green chili is regional to Colorado and New Mexico. So, with that being said, like it is, a, it is, it is our. You're not going to get it. You're not going to get it in in Arizona. You're not going to get it in Texas or or New not Mexico in, no. or in Cali on California. Like it is definitely a Colorado, New Mexico thing. Well, and it so, was yeah.
2: became so widespread because of people like Stella serving it in a restaurant. Exactly. I think about this story that my friend Arnie Swenson shared with us in the newsletter about when, uh, when prolific and amazing uh, jazz trumpeter Ron Miles passed away. He he would ride the bus on 38th and stop every night at ch- at Chubby's and get a pint of green chili and eat it on the bus on the way home. I mean, it was just like, it's a staple food. It's
1: another food group.
0: It's a food group. It's a food group. So,
2: I yeah, I'm with you. Okay, I pick, I'm still a Cordova when one of my picks. So then the, the last one.
0: Last I mean, one, some kind of political leader. You want to make a case for Dikembe Mutombo? I mean, did he win any championships?
2: You know what? None of us said John Elway, which is kind of amazing.
0: He's on my short list.
2: I see Ben's face like just is not, it's sour. You're sour about that.
1: I'm good. I'm on no comment. No comment. God bless. Okay.
2: Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. The sports thing's interesting that we don't have anyone. I mean, Elway would
0: be, he's like the most decorated, most successful athlete, right?
2: Is he the man of the people? I don't.
0: I heard the
1: man puts ketchup on his steak. I'm just playing. That's that's <laughs> false, folks. That's that's false. I don't, I don't. I'm just assuming.
2: I feel like in the future it could be Jokic, mm-hmm. but it's too soon into his. It's he's not a legacy yet. He will be. I think he will be. But <sighs> this is tough.
1: Mm-hmm. This mm-hmm. is tough.
2: So we have Corky Gonzalez, mm-hmm. Stella Cordova, Daddy Bruce, I mean, Pat, Patch
0: I mean, I would be happy with Pat Schroeder. I think she's awesome. I
1: think it's great. We have a brown person, a black person, like, you know. Two ladies. Oh, uh, two ladies? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. You know, we got a diverse little mountain there. (laughs) All right. I think that's it. I just don't think that we should carve it into nature. I think maybe it should live it like at a putt putt golf or something. (laughs) I was thinking that too, actually. I was thinking
2: about this like some sort of installation the way that uh Meow Wolf for Casa Bonita has these you know built I environments it? where
1: cuz I love this place and I, it's right over the bridge from where I live it's going to be the Denver Children's Museum and they, back in the day, right, because they always like change that backyard little thing that they have over there. Yeah. When I was a kid, I remember they had like plastic like ski slopes mm-hmm. and you would like wax your skis and then oh, you were skiing yeah. on plastic. So they were giving a bunch of little inner city kids access to like what it feels like to go skiing. But, huh. yeah, cool. Maybe
2: we could put it up at Ruby Hill.
1: Ruby Hill. That'd be nice. Where you go tubing. Yeah. Also,
2: can I just add Pat Schroeder was one of the – Main legislators behind the Family Medical Leave Act. So she did a lot wow. of stuff. Oh, for FML families a. and working moms. Yeah. Like that's kind of makes her yeah. issue.
1: And then and put F- her on the Denver. Small A is a big thing.
2: Okay. Corky Gonzalez, Stella Cordova, Daddy Bruce Randolph, mm-hmm. Pat Schroeder.
0: Boom. Okay. Those I'm four fine say with Denver all I think you all? that's great. I think so. That's that's kosher. I'm happy with it. I like it. it. Well, Ben Chavez, Brie. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me.
2: Thanks, Paul. I have an update for you, Paul. Oh, yeah. Paul, I have one update. Okay, so in the newsletter yesterday, you shared with us that uh, you you did a little tour of Cherry Creek, mm-hmm. um, some things that you like in the neighborhood. Yeah. Tour Day Creek. And one mm-hmm. of the things was you had heard that there were these abandoned tunnels. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm here to tell you they exist, uh-huh. and I know people that have been inside of them. Uh, My friend Thad, listener of the show said, tell Paul I've been in the tunnels and the abandoned nightclub underneath Cherry Creek Shopping Center. The legends are true. The nightclub (laughs) is huge, somewhat still intact, and it's approximately under the Spirit Halloween and Bed Bath & Beyond just off first. And he, Uh a friend of ours, uh, Shana, if you're listening, she may have access to this, so we may have someone to get in touch with to take us to the tunnels. We gotta
0: get
1: down there. I'm just saying the Teenage Ninja Turtles live down there.
2: It feels that way.
0: (laughs) And we'll go hang out with them. And eat pizza. And that's all for the week here on CityCast Denver. Our producers were me, Paul Caroli, and Aaron O'Toole. Peyton Garcia writes our morning newsletter. Bree Davies is our host. Our music is by Los Mocochetes with additional mixing by Tyler Lindgren. If you haven't already, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, follow us on Twitter at CityCastDenver, and tell a friend about us next time you see them. You can sign up for that daily newsletter and learn more about us at denver.citycast.fm. Let's see y'all next week.